On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, we're going to tell you why it's not time to panic yet, despite what the national media is telling you. What are the keys to a win this week against the Cowboys? How to fix the run game? All that and more on a Wednesday edition of Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use our promo code in all lowercase, NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. I'm Louis DiBiase, joined as always by Gino Camilleri, the 10-2 Philadelphia Eagles. They head to Jerry World this Sunday to take on the 9-3 Dallas Cowboys Another massive game. I mean, we can't just say this is a big one because, you know, they've all been really big over the last, mm-hmm. I would say, month and a half, right? And so this is a big one just like the others were. But, of course, you're trying to hold them off, keep this division lead, hang on to that one seed. You would think, though, based on the national media narratives right now and talking points, that the Eagles are the eight or nine seed fighting for a wild card spot like they're completely underachieving this year after a Super Bowl run last year. I don't know, man. Again, that was an alarming loss against the 49ers. I think it exposed some real weaknesses the Eagles have. Like the second and third level of the defense are a problem right now. They can be really Mm -hmm. bad at times. The run game is not right, but they are getting murdered for winning a bunch of close games against good teams and then one bad loss. Honestly, they're getting worse treatment considering this past month run compared to what San Francisco was getting when they lost three games in a row to inferior opponents, scoring under 20 points each time. So I get the, the concerns, but I think things are getting just way blown out of proportion. And Dallas lost to the Arizona Cardinals, so like, do we right. forget that? Yeah, and yet both teams now are at being treated like their favorites over the Eagles. I don't know. It's Again, I we both have recognized the problems, and we are concerned, especially when they play San Francisco again if it happens. But I mean, like David Carr and NFL Network saying to bench Jalen Hurts for Marcus Mariota, what are we doing? David Carr might have said the dumbest, most disgraceful, most disrespectful, most unfortunate, most damning thing I've ever heard from somebody in the national media. It really does a disservice to what we do here at Locked On Eagles and what we try to give you, the listener, each and every day. For him to say that, that Marcus Mariota would give this team a better chance and then to follow it up and say, quote, the one seed doesn't matter. He said the one seed doesn't matter. Insane. But then he followed it up and said, well, if San Fran comes in here, it doesn't matter. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. How does it not matter? How does it not matter? You have to play one additional game, David Carr. The last time there were one seeds, each time they did it, you know, they made a Super Bowl. It absolutely matters. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Thank you to all of you who listen here and don't listen to the national media because the narrative is insane. I'm so glad Twitter was not around in the 2000s because they would have never survived that. The 2012 season when Andy Reid got fired would have seemed like it was the worst thing since the Titanic. Relax. Everybody relax. I know I'm a little upbeat at David Carr because he's an ex-NFL player and you talk about credentials, I don't want to hear it. There are plenty of people with less credentials than David Carr that know what they're talking about when it comes to this team. Dan Orlovsky even went back at him. J.T. O'Sullivan does a great job on YouTube breaking it down. To say Jalen Hurts can't see a football field 
And he didn't well, even say there has he been some up it. and downs. He yeah, said right. he can't. He, he tried can't. to spin it like he was talking about the injury, saying he needs to get back healthy with that leg and sit. But that wasn't all he said. As you mentioned, he was talking about Jalen Hurts' inability to read the field. And, Gino, we've made the point on this show before this year that we think he's been better inside the pocket going through progressions and when it comes to accuracy than even last year. So if if he wanted to make that point about the health of Jalen Hurts and that's why Mariota should play, that's a totally different conversation, but that is not the way he spun it. But he was banged up more last year anyway. Why are we right. even having this discussion? They've done that in the past when they had to, and then they had to play him in a Giants game because they did exactly that. David Carr, because you don't talk about the Eagles 300 days a year like we do here at Locked On Eagles. We literally have a master's degree in this thing, and to hear people say things like that, Jalen Hurts, thank goodness he doesn't listen to any of this garbage, but the listeners at home don't listen to that. That's not what it is. And we're not just saying that because it's a it's an Eagles show and we're definitely Eagles biased. Look at the numbers. Lou has done a great job over the last couple months just continuing to hype up how good he has been in the pocket. Look at Lou's Twitter account. He tweets everybody talking about the numbers inside the pocket. We have seen a quarterback and Donovan McNabb and Michael Vick and even young Jalen Hurts, what they do outside the pocket. If you have eyeballs and you see what he does outside the pocket as to inside the pocket where he has to read defenses and the way that they are allowing him to play quarterback, David yep. Carr, isn't here, pitch and catch. It is see the defense and watch it develop and see what yes. comes about. And again, Was I'm he not... great last week, Lou? Absolutely. No, no he needed to be special and he wasn't. And if you wanted to make the point that he is not running the football as effectively as last year, he is injured, he is not 100%, it's holding back the offense to a degree, you could make the case for that. Again, we're not blind to their issues. We know how bad the linebacker play has been at times this mm-hmm. year. We know how bad the defensive backs have been compared to last year at times. Again, we have made those points. I'm very concerned about that matchup again if they have to play San Francisco or if they have to play Dallas in the postseason because it's been a very Jekyll and Hyde season in that specific area. But, and again, this is a huge game against Dallas. If you lose this game in the same fashion as you did San Francisco, yes, the red flags should be raised. They just mm-hmm. got boat raced by the two contenders you have to deal with in the NFC. Then it's a, maybe time to be concerned a little bit. But I'm not willing to sit here again after one loss and a bunch of really, to me, impressive wins they were getting credit for before this week against good teams. Now suddenly all be retracted and now to the point say they can't win a Super Bowl. And there's other people on ESPN saying like last game discredited their NFC title last year. I just think people are running with it. It's clickbait culture. And um, I just I don't know. I just I don't like the extremes that people are taking things to. I'm going to get real nerdy. This is a Star Wars reference. Only Siths talk in absolutes. That's what you cannot Obi-Wan, do. Obi-Wan, the great Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, you can't just see one thing and not see the other and believe. Okay, that's what bothers me. There's just so much context that's yeah. being lacked. It's almost again, I know why. political to an yeah. extent. Where and like, dude, we're people... talking about a sport. Let's relax. Yeah. Here. And unfortunately, they're doing it so this happens. And yes. So they kind of won in that yeah. way. But it's very frustrating and I feel like you need that other side to balance things out. And I think you have to add context to what the Eagles have done over the last month and a half. Yes. There's been some concerns for sure. They're starting games off really slow. It should not be as hard as it's been. We both said it's not a blueprint moving forward to you shouldn't have to win the games in the fashion they are, but I'm not willing to say now this team can't win a Super Bowl. And if you wanted to make this, these narratives out about like the 2018 Eagles, how they regressed after the Super Bowl. 
I'd be willing to listen to that. But I don't think this 2023 Eagles, despite their issues, are even at that level. So I don't know. No, I'm with you, Lou. The one thing that people continue to talk about is just the lack of point differential, which I understand right now they're sitting at plus 41, which if you go back to 2006, there would only be two teams, the 2007 and 2011 Giants, that had less than that in terms of point differential. But let's contextualize what they did in 2022 when they were playing a schedule that was not a first place I was gonna say, schedule. say first place schedule. 2017 20, wasn't. No, 2017 wasn't. you're playing dog water teams because you were in last place in 2016. You had a plus 162 there. The thing I'm concerned about with the point differential, Lou, is the defense. They definitely have yes, to turn it around. I agree. That's a real concern great flashes of both of them like it's even this year we have yes we, again the defense has been terrible for the majority of the time the last month and a half but even this year there have been some very good games from Absolutely. the defense and that's all i want to do is just add context to this and they're 10 and 2 for a reason mm-hmm. again if they get boat race against dallas that'll be a problem but if they come out and smack this cowboys team around i just i wouldn't be surprised because again they've been winning the majority of the season, and it doesn't and feel like people act that right like now. that's not a a learned skill to win close games. Right, I was on. Bleacher it could be good Report and bad. You know, today. it's not it's not black and white. I mentioned the Chargers, dude. They've played the same game for the last twenty years. That they're in right. a fourth quarter, they're down by three points, and they lose the game. Some team, some teams are quite literally cursed. The Eagles just have learned through all of the guys that have been here and all the stuff we've talked about over the last six years here at Locked On Eagles, having the core four here, having these young guys like Jalen and Devontae come in, bringing in presences like A.J. Brown, going through the trip. That's a learned skill to win the game in that matter. And they didn't get here by luck or hap and circumstance. It was a conceded effort to get here. And they have a conceded effort to go win a Super Bowl. And all of the outside noise, that's exactly what it is. Just the rat poison, which Jalen Hurts, he'll tell you, don't eat it. Don't fall into the trap, folks. Continue to listen to this show. There's some other good shows out there. Don't listen to the national media. It's a bunch of garbage these days. How do the Eagles avoid these takes for another week? How do they beat the Cowboys? We'll get into that coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Skylight Frames. Looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season for your loved ones that they'll actually use and enjoy? Holiday shopping, it, it's stressful sometimes, especially the older you get. You have your significant others, family members get older. It's tougher to shop for people, let's be honest. When you hit, I would say, like 25 plus, sometimes I don't know what to buy for people. Skylight Frames is perfect for all ages. It's a touchscreen photo frame. You can send photos to straight from your phone. And they appear in seconds. You can even preload photos before the box is open. So the minute somebody opens this up, the pictures are already ready to go. So when it's unwrapped and plugged in, your most treasured memories will appear. It's the perfect gift for everybody. Grandparents, of course, you can put the grandkids in there. For new parents, for your spouse, from all those memorable trips you can throw in there. It's a great group gift, too, for you know secret Santa people out there. Effortly send photos from photo to frame within seconds. It's so easy to use. Set up and take less than 60 seconds to add these photos into the screen. Touch screens make it easy to swipe through photos, tap to see new photos sent, and tap the heart as well to pull everything up at one. Satisfaction guaranteed. We're confident that you'll love Skylight Frames. We offer free 120-day returns. 
top-rated brand, over a million happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews. They're available in over 30 countries. As a special limited-time offer for our Lockdown Eagles listeners, you can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash lockdown. Again, to get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash lockdown. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com, skylightframe.com slash lockdown. We thank Skylight Frame for sponsoring the Lockdown Eagles podcast today. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. It's a Wednesday edition of the show. We're taking a first look at Eagles-Cowboys this Sunday at Jerry World. A huge game. The Birds are 10-2. and two, The Cowboys are 9-3. and three. Dak Prescott is red hot. So is CeeDee Lamb. Dak Prescott actually... As of last week, Gino, Jalen Hurts and Dak, they were the top two MVP candidates from odds at FanDuel, which is insane. I can't even tell you the last time the Eagles and Cowboys quarterbacks were one and two, which is crazy. But it's going to be a huge battle. And that's the focus to me is how do you – maybe you're not going to stop Dak and Lamb, right? But how do you limit them more than you have in weeks past, especially that game, the last game against the Cowboys? Those two are the reason you almost lost. They have to find a way to slow that down better compared to the last Dallas game, the San Francisco game. If you have the type of performance you had last week on the second and third level of the defense, I don't know if you can win again like you did. For the first part of the season, we're saying, oh, these good wide receivers have had some impressive performances, but they've been able to win games. Right. Well, that came crashing to a head, and the concern that we had well throughout the season last week, you saw what happened. Those guys that get free space underneath, that get crazy amounts of targets. All it takes is one or two plays where you miss a tackle and they're going to break off a long run, i.e. Debo Samuel, three different times. CeeDee Lamb is that same type of player, Lou. It has to be, unlike San Francisco, where there's four or five guys that you really have to worry about. Yes, there's a different approach here, and I think it's, yeah, I agree. I'm going Slay. You cover him all game long, and Kevin Byard and Reed Blankenship over the top of him. No matter where he is, I don't care. If Do he's what in the you slot. did. I don't care yeah. if he's outside. You Stephon Diggs him until the cows come home. Correct. I'm glad you mentioned Diggs. Do exactly what you did against Kansas City and Buffalo. Yes, the Bills mm-hmm. scored over 30 points in that game. But you know, it wasn't because of Stephon Diggs and what he was doing, right? Yep. And the Chiefs, they almost won that game. It wasn't really because of what Travis Kelsey was doing. They were able to limit those two stars in an offense where, unlike San Francisco, as you mentioned, you can't really just bracket Debo Samuel because you have to worry about. Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle, mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, with a team like the Chiefs or the Bills or the Cowboys. Not that they don't have other good weapons. Like Brandon Cooks has been heating up lately. Tony Pollard is really good in the backfield. I loved Jake Ferguson coming out of the draft a couple years ago. He's been very good for them over the last year and a half. But CeeDee Lamb's their one legit elite star. Do exactly what you did. Bracket coverage, have Slay Shadow. They need more from Sean Desai this week than they did last week. You're never going to eliminate him, right? And no, of course. You're not going to limit Dak Prescott. He kills the Eagles time and time again. Just He's got look a track at the record. Yeah. But that's good on Dallas. I mean, you draft and build to beat your division, so good on them. But at the same time, the Philadelphia Eagles, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. This is a huge swing, a huge swing, a swing that you haven't seen all season long to where if you lose this game for the first time, you are no longer the number one seed. You would drop down to the five seed. If that and last week's performance aren't enough to get ready and get going for this game. Yeah, dude. 
Well, AJ Brown said it himself. He, you know, he made a comment after the game about them not being able to match San Francisco's energy at, at times in that game, which I can understand, right? The 49ers had a 10-day break, whereas the Eagles played three intense games against great teams in 13 calendar days. So I understand the lack of energy, but they need it this Sunday. And AJ Brown said, just wait and see. They're going to have to bring it. Like you said, if that's not motivation, you do not want to see that Eagles logo at the five seed. That'll, I think that'll really wake you up. The good thing about this is you should be nearly 100% healthy. Yes. Looks like Zach Cunningham and Dale Scott should be back. Bigger news to me than even signing Shaq Leonard is Cunningham coming back. And Christian Ellis got released, Lou. I mean, that, again, just shows like he had no business being on the Sunday. How do they you go so from bad. playing? That just shows what a terrible mistake this yep. guy made playing him so much. He went from playing over 70% of the snaps to being cut. Over Ben Van Sommeren. Over I, Ben I don't Van Summer, with it, dude, who allowed that even to take place in the meeting room Monday through Saturday before that game even kicked off on Sunday. Especially against that know. team. It's an unbelievable, huge mistake that they played him that much. But yeah, getting Cunningham back. Do you know one good thing? Like Cunningham and Leonard, are they the long-term solutions at linebacker? No. Are you going to win because of those guys? I don't think so. But there's some real length at linebacker now, and that'll at least help in coverage, which should spend the main problem. Zach Cunningham is so badly needed. I would have liked to see how they yeah. did last week if he was in that game. I'm not saying he eliminates everything in the middle. It would have made of the some field, sort of right? difference, but right? Yeah, I mean he's made plays, Lou. He he oh, understands he how to get into pass, passing yes. lanes. He can get his. He's been around the football a couple times, getting some pass breakups. He's definitely clearing away the best one. And at the same time, that would have allowed Nicholas Morrow to be more of who he is. So everybody right. was kind of bumped up the depth chart a little bit and put in a playing different position. roles. Yeah, and yeah. John decide. I mean, he didn't really change anything to the point where he wanted to mix and match these guys, get more dime looks on the field. I think Mina Kimes said today that they did pretty good under those nickel looks in terms of coverage. But when it went to the run game, they were abysmal in those nickel looks. And I think they had to move to dime, man. I I think you got to go penny, five up front, one linebacker, or you go four up front, a linebacker, and you just go everybody else in coverage, six guys on the back end. And, you know, like you said, you're not going to completely stop this Cowboys offense. I mean, they are maybe the hottest in the league right now. So you're going to have to put up points. At home, too. At home, they're on Exactly. And it's in Dallas. So – was the offense like a huge problem against San Francisco? No, I don't think they capitalized. They moved the ball more than I think they got credit for, but they needed to be special, right? And I think that's what's going to have to happen Sunday. You need Jalen Hurts to be special. He was not last week. They need that front four on defense to be special. They need their offensive line to be special. They need the great units of this team to be great on Sunday because, yes, there are, as we're talking about, strategies at linebacker in the secondary, how to try to limit them. But overall, like when you play great teams like this, you just have to have your stars – beat them out yeah they have to make plays that's really what it has to come down to and on offense I think it is just a culmination of everybody I don't think anybody gets the bailout outside of AJ and Devontae right like they just have to get a clear pass yeah Yeah, they have to win one-on-one matchups the scheme isn't helping them get open on many free releases I mean there were times when that happened which was good but Mm. a lot of the time it just is predicated on going out there and winning one-on-one matchups and your offensive line denting the defensive line, which they haven't done incredibly well no, over they the have last not. couple weeks. And, and that's what we're going to get into. Yeah, I think one game. of the main things that you can tell from the Eagles run game right away is within the first couple runs, where is the running back getting contacted? I said this on the show, I believe, yesterday, that when they're yeah. explosive, it's like two and a half yards before the guy is even touched. If that O-line isn't moving and you don't see those guys climbing, like 
everybody's just getting kind of stalled out at the line of scrimmage. It looks like trench warfare from World War One. That's where they get yeah. killed. That's where the run they game get... is going to be huge. And it's not been effective over the last few weeks consistently. Gina, we will get into that coming up next because I think it's a, it's a big discussion. Like, what is the mm-hmm. reason the run game hasn't been working? So we'll get into that coming up next right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Before we do that, we have a message from our friends over at Prize Picks. Lou, quite literally, I was at the gym today and they have all the TVs up there and I look on one of the TVs and boom, there's a Prize Picks commercial on tv so it is getting huge this day and age if you don't know what it is by now it's daily fantasy but you're not playing against anyone else except you and the prize picks projections you take two to six players which could be combined in the nba and nfl heck you could take lebron james to have more than his respective points you could take jalen hurts to have more than his respective passing yards whatever the prize picks projections has you just has to say more you just have to say rather more or less it's easy you put in your money make those selections two to six guys to make your entry go to prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl and use code locked on nfl for a first deposit match up to one hundred dollars you put in one hundred dollars they'll give you an additional one hundred dollars to make some entries once again two to six players at prizepicks.com slash locked on nfl daily fantasy sports made easy Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is also brought to you by FanDuel as the weather gets colder and it's getting colder. The NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 back in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So if you take the Eagles and they beat the Cowboys, you get 100 and they will. You'll get $150 back in bonus bets if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options. you got everything in there. Of course, money line bets, spreads, player props, over-unders. Of course, our LOE3 every Friday. You can take those bets at FanDuel. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, Eagles fans, we're wrapping up this Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast with the question being posed, how do the Eagles fix the run game? It has not been, there's been some big, big games, right? Early on in the season against Minnesota, that stands out, especially he, I think DeAndre Swift was very efficient against the Chiefs and against the Bills, especially in the second half. But Mm -hmm. Gino, when you compare them to the nuclear run game they had in 2021 and last year too, like it was, it was fewer and far between compared to 2021 because they were passing so well in games, but whenever they wanted to run the ball well last year, they were able to this year. It's been very hit or miss. And what is the problem? I I think it's, it's a number of different things. I I saw a bunch of stats today that showed like the Eagles are atop the league and run block wins, but I don't know, like the, the film doesn't really show that you made a great point at the end of the second segment, like they're not gaining traction right off the snap. It feels like the defensive line is getting pressure quick. They have Dan Orlovsky did a great study. They have 200 less yards before contact at this point of the season compared to last year. So I don't know where those numbers are coming from. I think it was Ben Baldwin that tweeted them out that it was like a combination of PFF, ESPN and all these metrics saying they're number one in run blocking. The film, to me, Gino, does not tell me that. Like The offensive line has not been good enough in that way. I think over the last couple of days, a lot of people have – I feel like I've approached this like when I wrote my papers in college where I'm just trying to find as many articles and like piece together. There's too many cooks in the kitchen, it feels like. No, but but it's good because you find more information. This one is from uh, Arjun Menon. He does a lot of good uh, analytic work and all for free on Twitter as well. He put out 
this is literally before the show came out, most diverse run schemes for NFL offenses through 13 weeks. So this is anything outside of your normal power counter, right? Um, sure. just your regular yeah. offensive run blocks. The Eagles are 31st at 3.23%. So that means that outside of the normal five runs that you're going to see, your normal counters, your normal powers, they're not getting creative. That's San surprising, especially for Jeff Sutton, which is man. shocking. But San yeah. Fran's so good at what they do. The sure. Eagles have to get creative. I think Mina Kimes and um, also Ben Solak said, let's see more pistol sets where it's not east to west running. It's not RPO. There's no passing option. It is, yeah. there's a guy there. You're getting downhill. You're hitting a gap. DeAndre Swift is getting upfield. There's no read. We are running the football. There is no read for Jalen Hurts to even make. That's a big problem. I you think, just you know. give the ball to your running back and he goes. Yeah. I think they're not doing enough of that. A lot of their run game is still predicated off of Jalen Hurts being a threat and having the defense be nervous about that. But he has not been the runner of last year. I don't think he's having the same impact to have that plus one guy in the run game. And I think that's hurting them too. They don't. They don't have that option, right? And no, not right now. And they're the playing like they do season. still, and I don't think they do. They feel like they're playing 12 on 10, but at the same time, it's it's just back to 11 on 11 football because of Jalen Hurts. I don't think it's the inability to run, Lou. I just think it's the balance of seeing how good he is inside the pocket and giving himself that But he option. also is not running the same. Like, and let's he's be not. real. No, he, he's hurt. That would be ignorant to say. Yeah, that would yeah. definitely be ignorant to say. But he... And this offense, how do they get back to that? You have to try something different. I agree. It can't be the mix of the RPO, the zone read. It's got to be more of these pistol looks. It's got to be more getting guys in motion. Maybe get some handoffs to your wide receivers. Just try something a little bit different. Because to only go 3.23% outside of outside and inside zone and power and counter, there's right. no creativity there. And there's and no pre-snap motion really either ever when there's like a run play. Like, pre-snap motion doesn't have to just be for a passing play, Gino. Dude, I coached and was out of high school last year. We ran the wing T wishbone right. triple option offense. I exactly. Mean, it's I mean, just, it's a combination of a lot. It's not just execution. How much harder it is, is it for Fred Werner to get his eyes in two different plays than right. he is no, to I agree. just play it straight up? Like I think it's coaching. I think it's coaching. I think it's also, Gino, they're not committing to it enough, so the offensive line's not getting in a rhythm as much. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be a run-first team, but they're like you've been saying, there's a very lack of balance for sure over the last couple of weeks. It's that. It's execution. I, I mm-hmm. think it's Jalen Hurts' health. I don't know. It's it's not a simple fix, but they have the personnel to do it. They should not be this ineffective at times. It's a mystery as to why it is not going right now. And it's a culmination of a lot of things. And yeah. is it guys just not hitting the right lane? Is it just you guys are losing blocks? I think too, on like... the offensive line of scrimmage. Yeah. It's going to come down to, I think what you do is you turn on that 2022 tape and you say, okay, what were we doing last year? I know it's a different set of circumstance, but what worked? What worked? And go to those times when Jalen was a little bit banged up. And you were still a very good running team because that running offense never wavered last year. That thing was steady. That's what we were saying we could win games because of. This year, though, it's been a liability when you're not able to do that and you're not able to keep San Francisco off of the field. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're not able to keep Dallas off of the field multiple times and you have a three and out and a three and out and they score two touchdowns in the blink of an eye or it's a close game late and you can't milk the clock out, 
that could be another area that comes back to haunt this football team because they couldn't do one of the basic fundamental things, which is get this run game going. And yeah, they got away from the run last week because they were down. They had to come back. They had to throw. It was more effective. Yeah, but that I don't care have about Have that much. personnel and not be effective. Right. It's the that's execution the, part for me. That's incriminating on who is calling the plays and just the execution yeah. of it. Because if you have such a good offensive line and a good running back, why isn't it working? There has to be something that we're missing here. We'll see if they can fix it. They need to against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Gino and Marcus Mosher of Lockdown Cowboys. They're going to take a deeper look into the matchup tomorrow and crossover Thursday. We've got a show for you Friday as well. Your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, Lockdown Eagles, right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off for this Wednesday edition of the show. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for watching and listening. And let's go, birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.